1: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on V the sports betting network.
2: It's a great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. It is My Guys in the Desert, Femi and Bebefe, filling in for Stormy bon, and Tony. Make sure to tweet at the show. We want to hear from you guys all throughout the hour at V Live, at Femi and Bebefe, as we get you set. Fun show. Three great guests joining us. Derek Stevens and Mike Palm. Derek Stevens, the owner of this beautiful place here, the Circa Resort and Casino, of course, Mike Palm, his VP of operations and the host of Odds On, which you can watch here weekdays. They're gonna join us at 2:45. Talk a little about Circa Million, Circa Survivor, and some of the bowl game handle they've seen as we approach Christmas, just two days away. At 2:30, Jeff Ulrich the DraftKings NFL analyst talking about his plays for tonight's Thursday night football game between the 49ers and the Tennessee Titans, also what he's eyeing this weekend in the National Football League. And of course, Adam Burke in five minutes, Vison Zone sports betting analyst to talk NFL and college football. Let's get to the first, though the five things that you need to know as a better. It is the top five, and the number one story is that Vikings running back Dalvin Cook was placed on the reserve COVID list earlier this afternoon. Cook tested positive, and because he's unvaccinated, has already been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Rams, but he might miss next Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers. He should be good to go, but it's a 10-day time frame there, so it could get tricky for Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison, though, was activated off the COVID list for the Vikings, so he is expected to start Minnesota a three and a half point underdog in this game and of course they need this game like blood as they are in the thick of the NFC wildcard race the number two story that you need to know is that Saints quarterback Taysom Hill has also tested positive for COVID-19 and he has been ruled out for Monday night's game against the Miami Dolphins, and that's caused a shakeup in the betting market. Hill out. Trevor Simeon also tested positive, so he is out for the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are now going to start Ian Book. The Notre Dame quarterback, rookie Ian Book, was a fourth-round draft pick for the New Orleans Saints, has never thrown a pass in the NFL, and we've seen the line move from Saints three point favorites earlier this morning to now Dolphins one and a half point favorites on Monday night's game. The number three storyline that you need to know is Washington football team quarterback Taylor Heineke has been activated off the reserve COVID list. So Heineke will once again start for the football team Sunday night as they take on the rival Dallas Cowboys. He, of course, missed Tuesday night's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington losing that one 27-17, falling to 6-8, and eight, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive while they're 10.5-point underdogs down in Dallas. The number four story that you need to know is that Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, former MVP, once again sat out of practice today. Lamar has now missed practice Wednesday and Thursday. Of course, he didn't practice or play in last Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers. Not trending well for Lamar coming up this Sunday as they take on the Cincinnati Bengals. If he can't go, expect Tyler Huntley to once again start for the Ravens. Right now, they're three-point dogs, but when I look at the odds screen, this thing is three points in favor of Cincinnati. Juice towards Cincinnati, so we could be seeing three and a populate here very soon in the market once word gets out that Lamar will not be playing in this game. But right now, just not practicing. Day to day is what John Harbaugh is saying, so we'll see what happens tomorrow, the big day of practice. And the number five storyline that you need to know: I mentioned the game at the top of the show, 49ers Titans thursday night football later on tonight in nashville of course the 49ers three and a half point favorites on the road with the total now has just crept up to 45 within the last couple of minutes here for the titans they're getting back some key players wide receiver aj brown expected to be activated off the ir list in fact i think he was activated but he's expected to play julio jones of course will play he left sunday's game with a hamstring injury but they're going to be missing some key offensive linemen taylor Lewan, their offensive tackle he's not going to play his backup kendall lamb who was expected to start for him tested positive for COVID today so they're now down to a third string left tackle of course their left guard roger saffold is not playing in that game so a banged up offensive line for tennessee who is five and two against the spread as an underdog this season but it will be a tall task going up against this eight and six 49ers team that is trending in the right direction as we approach the playoffs in a few weeks. So those are the five storylines that you need to know as a better today. So let's bring in our first guest. He is Adam Burke, the visa sports betting analyst and Adam. I want to start off with that game Titans and the 49ers Thursday night football, San Fran laying three and a half on the road, total 45. How would you attack tonight's game in Nashville?
3: Yeah, Femi, good to be on with you here, and very interesting Thursday night game, one that got more interesting today, as you mentioned, with some of the guys that are in and some of the guys that are out here for Tennessee. But I'll tell you what, I took San Francisco early in the week, minus the three. I know it's a difficult travel spot for them coming to Nashville on the short week, but you have two teams going in opposite directions here. I mean, San Francisco's one six of their last eight. They're playing very well. They grade extremely well from an advanced metrics standpoint. Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. And, of course, too, they found something with Debo Samuel, using him as kind of an everything type of offensive player, running outside the tackles, catching the football, all of that. The Titans, they just don't have much of anything going for them offensively right now. And furthermore, 13 turnovers in the last four games here for the Titans. One game they didn't have a turnover is when they beat Jacksonville. And, obviously, we know Jacksonville, a very, very bad football team here. They haven't exceeded 20 points in their last four games. I had to take the shot with San Francisco, where I think they're playing really, really well. And yeah, the short week is an issue, but I think the short week travel is kind of counterfeited a little bit by the fact that it's a short week for Tennessee, who now has Mm -hmm. offensive line issues to compound the offensive issues they've already been having.
2: Adam, you mentioned how the metrics have liked San Francisco, especially over the last handful of weeks here. So are you buying this 49ers team as a potential dark horse in the NFC at DraftKings right now, 14 to one to win the conference?
3: You know, I think it's difficult because first of all, we've seen Kyle Shanahan struggle in the postseason, whether it's as a head coach or as an offensive coordinator. That's been a problem for him. But more so than that, I just think the other teams around them in the NFC are just more balanced, a little bit stronger. I know the metrics love the 49ers. and I just cited them as a reason to like them here tonight. But look, you've got teams like Green Bay. You've got teams like Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rams, they had a little bit of a lull in the month of November, but they've come out of it looking very, very strong here. And obviously the Cowboys, a team that's definitely dangerous there in the NFC. So I think San Francisco is a very, very good team. I just don't know if they're on the same level as some of the teams that they're trying to chase here in the NFC playoff picture.
2: We're speaking with Adam Berg, VEASAN sports betting analyst, talking all things NFL, college football on the other side of the break. So I mentioned how Dalvin Cook has been placed on the reserve COVID list. So he is out for Sunday's game against the LA Rams. How much does Cook's absence factor into your handicap when you're looking at this weekend's game? You know, look,
3: I think it's actually a positive for Minnesota here, and that's weird to say about a 1,000-yard rusher like Dalvin Cook, but if you look at the metrics that are out there, their pass offense grades significantly better than their rush offense. And here you're going to be forced into a situation where Alex Madison, the backup, also banged up. That's probably going to force Minnesota's hand into throwing the football, pushing it downfield a little bit more. Should get Adam Thielen back this week. Uh, We'll see if Justin Jefferson can get open, you know, with maybe a tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey. But I think Minnesota is at their best when they're able to throw the football. I think they'll be forced to do that here in this game. Also a little bit of a difficult spot for the Rams defense coming off that Tuesday game against the Seahawks, obviously played the Cardinals the week before that. So maybe some defensive fatigue here for the Rams. So I'm actually looking over in this game, over the 49. Weather looks terrible in Minnesota, but fortunately, (laughs) this game will be played indoors. So the Rams don't have to worry about that. I know it's an early kickoff for them, and they have struggled in first quarters in that situation. But I think Sean McVay really preaches that to them. Maybe they get Odell back this week, but even if they don't, nobody can cover Cooper Cup right now. Van Jefferson has been a fine part of this offense. Matt Stafford's having an MVP caliber year. I like the over 49 in this one in that climate-controlled environment with two teams that will have to throw the football to move it.
2: Yeah, Cooper Cup looking like the offensive player of the year. Going to come down to him and Jonathan Taylor. That should be a fun race over the next few weeks of the regular season here. The game of the day probably is taking place in Foxborough between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Now, we've seen a little bit of movement towards Buffalo's favor at Circa and at Westgate. We've seen the Bills now at plus two. This game opened Patriots minus two and a half here. Do you agree with that movement here with Buffalo now only getting two points instead of the two and a half?
3: You know, I actually like New England in this game. And obviously it's a much different matchup than the first game that was played in, you know, a blizz, basically played in a snow globe with a lot of oscillating fans blowing around uh, in Buffalo for that first one. Weather does look better for this one here. But look, I just think the Patriots are the better team. I mean, Buffalo has a lot of issues. We've seen them have problems offensively all year long, despite playing a relatively weak schedule. I think the defensive numbers are propped up by having played that weak schedule. I think they struggled to stop the power running game of New England. Mac Jones, look, I know that the Patriots didn't look all that great last week, but Mac Jones played pretty well. I just think it was a case for New England last week where coming off the bye, they kind of lost their momentum a little bit. You know, you kind of get out of that rhythm of the season. They had a long winning streak going into the bye, and we saw a lot of teams early on in the season struggle coming off the bye, particularly good offensive teams. So maybe New England just kind of fell into that last week. I think Belichick's going to have the right game plan here, as he always does. I don't trust Josh Allen. He's been pretty inefficient this year. He's been especially inefficient when targeting Stephon Diggs. I just think that this spot is a very good one for the Patriots. And again, I know that things kind of worked out in a strange way in that first game. But I think New England's just the better team here. And and I went ahead and laid the two and a half earlier on in the week. With that being said, I can't hold it against anybody that wants to tease Buffalo up from two and a half to eight and a half get through that three and seven corridor and see what happens here in this division matchup.
2: Yeah, it's looking like a great teaser. Like you got the low total, low variance game. If you can get eight or eight and a half points, feels like a very, very good play here. Um, Adam, I want you to stick around because we're going to talk one more NFL game on the other side, but also I want to get to some college football since it is bowl season here as we get into more and more games ramping up All throughout these bowl game days. Well, if you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on the other side, Adam's going to hang with us for one more segment where we're going to talk a little bit of college football bowl season here. It's my guys in the desert on VSMB Sports Betting Network.
4: Guys in the
1: Desert with Stormy Tony on v the sports betting network.
2: Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zin, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your zin So head on over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is my guys in the desert coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abubefe in for Stormy Bon and Tony here on this Thursday, and Adam Burke is hanging out with us. Talk a little NFL on the other side. We're gonna get to college football bowl games in just a bit here, Adam. But first, I wanted to ask you about the Monday night football game: Saints and the Miami Dolphins. Of course, the news came out: Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon placed on the reserve COVID list. So, Ian Book. Is looking like the likely starter for the saints come monday night he's never thrown a pass fourth round pick rookie this year how many points would you need to back ian book and the saints on monday night
3: uh a lot um (laughs) you know look i you know early on in the year i kind of talked about miami and i thought that they were the worst team in the nfl for a while and and that's even kind of being in the same breath as teams like the lions teams like the jaguars all of that the job that Brian Flores has done down there in South Florida has been absolutely incredible with this team. And I know it's helped that Tua's played better, and obviously he's got that rapport with Jalen Waddle. and Waddle back this week after missing last week on the COVID list. I, I would need a significant number here because I think Miami's playing really, really well. They've figured it out defensively. They've kind of tailored the playbook offensively to what Tua does really well. And, of course, that connection with Waddle has been such a big help. The saints defense obviously has shut down some very good teams, some very good offenses here so far this year, but I don't know how the saints score in this game. I mean, it's not like Alvin Kamara had been that efficient when he'd been playing anyway, they really miss Michael Thomas at wide receiver. I I don't know how the saints score. I mean, this is a game where the dolphins could very well cover, you know, in a, in a 14 to six, you know, 17 Mm -hmm. to six type of game.
2: Yeah. that total 37 and a half. Uh, it's low as the floor but i don't think i'd want to bet the over i know it's an indoor game but just what we can expect from those offenses it seems like you mentioned 14 6 14 10 that kind of battle all right adam let's switch over to college football and we begin kicking off at four o'clock the Gasparilla Bowl, and it's an in-state rivalry. We get UCF taking on Florida, two schools playing in Tampa, separated by two hours or less out there in the Sunshine State. Well, the Gators, they're six-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 56. Now, that line is hung out around that side in the total for pretty much all bowl season. Is there any value on betting Florida in this spot, or do you like the dog here?
3: Yeah, you know, I think a side is really difficult to pick here, but it is nice to have a game that has not been significantly affected by COVID, at least not to our knowledge to this point in time, whereas you said this line has kind of stayed where it was. The thing I do like about this game is actually the over 55 and a half for this one. Look, UCF, they have good yards per play metrics, but they really padded their numbers against bad teams. When you look at the four games that they lost, They allowed 6.4 yards per play across those four games. They allowed 6.6 yards per play to Louisville. It's the only Power 5 team that they played during the regular season. Also, too, when you look at the teams that they really struggled defensively against, Cincinnati, 6th in yards per play, they gave up 56 points in that game. Louisville, 11th in yards per play, gave up 42. Well, the Florida Gators have all kinds of problems defensively, but on offense, the Gators were 11th in yards per play. So I think that Florida is able to score in this game, and I think UCF will do the same. I love these little brother versus big brother games where maybe guys Mm -hmm. feel slighted because they weren't recruited by big brother, stuff like that. But I think we see some points here in this one down in Tampa. So I like the over 55 and a half tonight.
2: Yeah, if anybody's going to be motivated, it's going to be those kids from UCF who I'm sure some of them probably wanted to play for the Florida Gators. We're speaking with Adam Burke, VEASAN sports betting analyst. All right, let's take a look at the game tomorrow, Christmas Eve, the Hawaii Bowl. Memphis taking on Hawaii. Now... Memphis and the under has taken all the money so far in this market for this game right now. I mean, the line move looking at it, it's just absolutely crazy here. Goes from four and a half now up to 10 in some places. But consensus right now, the Tigers, nine and a half point favorites. The total has gone from 61 to now 55. So I ask you, is there still room to go with Memphis and the under? Or do you have to start looking at the dog Hawaii and the over if you want to get involved with this game right now? Yeah, I mean, I
3: think at this point, Femi, you probably look to take an in-game position. You, you you hope that maybe this game starts out kind of fast and then slows down, something like that, or maybe you can take a low over as this game goes along. Look, it's all bad news for Hawaii. You know, I mean, Chivan Cordero transfers, Day-Day Hunter transfers all the way to Liberty, so he goes from Honolulu to Lynchburg, Virginia, which is <laughs> you know, obviously a, a pretty big change of pace there, but also a lot of reports came out early on in the bowl prep season that, Hawaii players are very unhappy with Todd Graham. They don't like his coaching style. Some of the freshmen wanted to enter the transfer portal. Some of the incoming freshmen wanted to change their commitments. So things just don't look good for Hawaii at this point in time. Memphis quarterback Seth Hennigan should be as healthy as he's been as he battled a lot of injuries throughout the course of the season. The one thing that may lend itself to a little bit of value is the under in this game because it's expected to be windy. Gusts up in the 30-mile-per-hour range. And Memphis is an offense that averaged fewer than four yards per carry. So if throwing the football is difficult to do and the wind suggests that it will be, then that will hurt Memphis's offensive projection, which probably also hurts their ability to cover this number. So at this point in time, I can't do anything with full game side or total. Hopefully you had some people that jumped in prior to getting above that key number of seven. But I think maybe you look for a live in-game opportunity on this one.
2: How much, just as a follow-up, Adam, how much does motivation, and you mentioned the storyline with players being upset with Todd Graham, how much do you factor that into your handicap? Because both season, it can be very tricky. It's not the traditional look at the numbers and this is how the two differences between the two teams. Motivation is a pretty big deal this time of the year. How much does that factor into your handicap?
3: Yeah, motivation's a huge deal. and And the problem is that realistically, we don't know what a team's motivation level looks like until they actually take the field. You know, we we could speculate as much as we want. I've been burned by it. I've won as a result of it where teams just don't show up. The reality is you don't really know. But when you get a situation like this, where the reports were just so glaringly negative about Todd Graham and about the morale around the program, I think it makes sense to try and capitalize on this one as the market has. But for the most part, you know, I think we are kind of guessing to a degree with motivation, especially because on an individual level, guys want to get seen, whether they want to transfer somewhere or get drafted, something like that. Mm-hmm. Individual players do want to get seen. So you know, I think from a motivation standpoint, it's, it's a very, it can be a slippery slope. It can also be profitable. And it's just kind of on a case by case basis.
2: Yeah. I think the point that you made earlier about live betting, these games being kind of the way to go with some of these bowls, because it's tricky. And usually between the first couple of drives or so you can tell, Who's motivated to be there and who actually just would rather be enjoying Christmas break, not playing football. Uh, let's turn our attention to Tuesday. Next Tuesday, the Birmingham Bowl between Houston and Auburn. Right now, the Tigers, two and a half point favorites, total of 51 and a half. But for the folks who've been watching college football all season, they saw Houston win 11 straight games, double digits win season here in Auburn, six and six. So why is Auburn the favorite and not Houston? Yeah, you know, this is an interesting little game here between
3: Houston and Auburn. And, and obviously for Auburn, you've got some question marks. Bo Nix winds up transferring to Oregon. They didn't look particularly good on offense with T.J. Finley. They probably should have won the Iron Bowl over Alabama, but Tank Bigsby didn't get down in bounds. So a lot of things here for Auburn that you kind of wonder about with them. But also for Houston, look, they're stepping up in class in a big way, playing an SEC team. They only played one Power 5 team during the regular season. It was Texas Tech. They blew a first-half lead. Like They only had 3.4 yards per play or something like that in that game. I actually like the under in this one. Under 52 out there, under 51 and a half. Marcus Jones, who's the kick returner for Houston, very dynamic player on special teams. He's opted out of the bowl game, wants to prepare for the NFL draft. He gave Houston a lot of good field position throughout the year. This Cougars team was actually outside the top 50 in yards per play on offense but they were a top 15 unit on defense and Auburn a top 30 unit in yards per play on defense. So I don't see a lot of points here in this Birmingham Bowl. I think under 52, under 51 and a half would be the way I'd look in this one.
2: All right, Adam, we've got about a minute left. I want to ask you about the Fenway Bowl between Virginia and SMU. Cavaliers, two and a half point favorites. The total 71 and a half. Seen a little bit of movement on the under so far at open 72 and a half. Uh, Where's the value in this spot, whether it be the side or the total?
3: You know, this is a game that speaks to what you talked about in terms of motivation, Femi, where SMU's head coach, Sonny Dykes, left for rival TCU. It's something that hurt SMU in the final week of the regular season, something that probably hurts them in the bowl game here as well, where they'll have interim head coach Jim Levitt, who was the defensive coordinator. But on the Virginia side, Bronco Mendenhall said this is it for him. This is his last game. I think the Cavaliers want to send him out a winner. Also, Brennan Armstrong is rewriting the record books there in Charlottesville. He'll be very motivated to put up as many numbers as possible. Needs, I think, 550 yards to get to 5,000. I don't think he'll get there, but I bet he tries. I like Virginia on this one, laying the two, two and a half in the Fenway Bowl.
2: He is Adam Burke, VEASAN Sports Betting Analyst. Adam, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I'll see you soon, buddy. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and the crew as well, Femi. All right, on the other side, Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings joins us, plus a little fade or follow. It is My Guys in the Desert. Coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas.
1: You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local Bet Rivers, teams have you covered. Bev Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to talk sports betting from the local perspective. There are city cast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. It is my guys in the desert coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Femi and Bebefe in for Stormy Bonantoni. Uh we're going to have Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings NFL analyst, joining us here in a matter of moments. But first, I want to play a little fade or follow. You guess it. You know, it's Thursday, so we're going to fade or follow some of the more popular plays here on this Thursday starting with the Warriors Golden State Warriors taking on the Memphis Grizzlies as six point favorites 93 percent of the handle and 81 percent of the bets are on the Warriors and folks I'm gonna say we're gonna fade that action we're gonna go the other way I really like this spot for Memphis Golden State of course has Phoenix coming up on Christmas Day that is a massive game in terms of the two top contenders out there in the Western Conference can't help but note they're probably looking ahead to that national TV Christmas Day showing against the defending Western Conference champs. I think they might look past this Memphis team that has Ja Morant now back in the lineup. Now they lost the game previously to the Oklahoma City Thunder in his first game back, but now that Ja has a game under his belt, I like Memphis getting points in this spot. In college hoops, Wisconsin, 11 and a half point favorites against George Mason. of the handle and 73% of the bets are back in the Badgers. And I'm going to go ahead and fade that as well. This is going to be a lower scoring game, slow pace. It's Wisconsin. Both teams kind of play lower, below average tempos. And when you make these plays from just the Wisconsin perspective, you got to understand that their goals are not necessarily aligned with your goals. If you're laying the points, they just want to win the game. They don't care if they win the game by 12 points or more. So with that being said, I like the other side. If I had to play it, I would play george mason packers and the browns let's go over to the nfl packers right now laying seven and a half and 86 percent of the handle and 89 percent of the bets are on the home team green bay packers as they take on the cleveland browns and i'm also gonna fade that one as well three fades for you guys uh browns they should be getting the cavalry back at least a good portion of it kevin Stefanski is gonna coach he said baker mayfield is likely to play he hasn't been activated off the COVID list just yet but all signs point to him playing. Now Miles Garrett is 50-50. So I'm a little a little hesitant there. need Miles Garrett to play in this game. But I would never lay seven and a half if you really have an itch to play Green Bay. Just tease them down to one and a half. It is an outstanding teaser leg. But kind of like the side with Cleveland here. That's kind of my play in this game. So I would definitely fade Packers minus seven and a half. All right, let's get to our guest, Jeff Ulrich, NFL. Analyst for DraftKings, Jeff, and I want to start off. Thanks for joining us, by the way. I want to start off with that Christmas Day game between the Green Bay Packers and the Cleveland Browns. Like I mentioned, Green Bay, seven and a half point favorites in this contest. Is this a spot where Cleveland, the desperate team, do you think that they can hang close in this game? Or is it one way traffic in favor of Green Bay?
4: I mean, in terms of the betting, like numbers and the handle, like you said, it's definitely one way traffic, but I, I mean, you kind of, you kind of hit on a lot of, of what I was going to say uh, with, with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I, I think that people are kind of underrating the fact that they're going to be getting a lot of their players back. Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, um, you know, th- this is a team that just about pulled out a win without like all their starters last week. I mean, and they're getting kind of no credit here at, at over a touchdown. I mean, this is a pretty big number to be going over seven points and giving a team like the Cleveland Browns seven and a half points, you know, Kevin Stefanski under the Browns. It, it's kind of funny. Like they, they haven't really been the greatest cover team, but you know, straight up just from a win loss perspective, you know, in the last two years after a loss, Cleveland's been very, very good. Uh, I believe the record is, is eight and one actually. So it's wow. the team that's generally like under, excuse me. It's actually five and oh, after a loss, I was reading the wrong thing. Um, five and oh, last year, eight and one. Total over under Kevin Stefanski. It's been a good team that's been good at bouncing back. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get out here. And I think you have to roll with that. I mean, with all these players coming back, um, you know, the, the Packers also, you know, again, we, we don't know where this is going, but like the Packers now down Valdez scaling as well, kind of their big play option. It's not the biggest loss in the world, but um, if Miles Garrett can go and again, like you, you kind of hit on everything I wanted to say about this game, but. I would really be interested in the Cleveland Browns. I think they're actually my favorite bet right now for Saturday, assuming the number stays a plus seven and a half.
2: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. As you heard prior to you coming on here, it's just, it feels like it's just a little bit too many yeah. points. I know Green Bay, they've yeah. been the covering machine so far this season, but in this spot, I think you're paying a little bit of a tax, even though Green Bay didn't cover last Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. All right, let's look at a game. That's not very sexy. The Detroit lions taking on the Atlanta Falcons. This one going on in Atlanta, Falcons right now, five and a half point favorites, total 43. Of course, Jared Goff placed on the reserve COVID list. So if no Goff, it'll likely be Tim Boyle. Do you think that the fighting Dan Campbell's they're nine and five against the spread this season, they've been covering machines as of late. Can they do it again or do the dirty birds go ahead and do them dirty down in Atlanta?
4: So, I mean, I, I like, I do not like betting the Atlanta Falcons, but I really do think this is a good spot for them. You look at what who atlanta's picked up wins against this year and it's it's just been like the lows of the low i mean it's like the jets they beat by a touchdown the jags they beat by a touchdown like they just take they've just taken the opportunities the panthers i mean they've they've taken the opportunities against these weaker teams and they've just kind of said well you know we got matt ryan we've got a a steady quarterback and they just beat them and i think you're gonna see a similar scenario here. I think people are getting a little bit too enamored with the lions and they're against the spread. They've been a great spread team, but they've also been given some, some hefty lines, like, like, like some easy lines to cover. Let's not forget about that. And I think the biggest, the biggest factor here is Jared Goff. I mean, I just don't think people are factoring in the Tim Boyle narrative enough. I mean, there, there is a huge drop off here at quarterback and I know Atlanta, you know, they, they're not like great against the pass. They, they do allow some wide receivers uh, to potentially post big games, but I don't think, Detroit's going to be in any scenario to take advantage of that with Tim Boyle at quarterback. And they do have A.J. Terrell, who's been really good on the outside, too. I think the Falcons take care of business here. And I think that if you can get this closer to, to like, under six, it, it's a great bet. Um, again, not Atlanta, not a team I like to, to build up too much. But uh, in this spot against Tim Boyle, if he does start, I, I want to be on the Atlanta side. We're speaking with Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings NFL betting analyst. here talking all things
2: National Football League. All right, Jeff, I want to get to the game just a bit here the Titans and the 49ers Thursday night football but i want to first ask you about the Tennessee Titans and their prospects long term this season right now at draftkings they're 10 to 1 to win the afc what do you make of this tennessee squad as just an overall contender in the afc yeah
4: so i mean the titans are a team i actually have have like been kind of rallying for for a lot of the year and the reason is they, they're just a team that just gets discredited because they, they kind of win in weird ways. I mean, they win on like big Derrick Henry runs. They win with like defensive touchdowns. And people don't don't like that. Like you look at the sum of their parts and sometimes you go, oh, well, they're really not that good. They don't defend the pass that well. But they do do some things really good and better than other teams. And I think the biggest thing with the AFC, when you're looking at futures betting, this, this conference is absolutely wide open. I mean, I think I think the top five teams... You know we've seen the titans beat the bills and the chiefs already this year we've seen the titans go into the playoffs and smoke teams like the ravens when everybody thought the ravens were were unbeatable so this team has proven it to me they've got a guy in mike Vrabel who's just been very good at getting his team up and the biggest factor here is they're plus one thousand. they there i mentioned those top five teams they're at the bottom they're, you're getting the best odds on mm-hmm. the titans Derrick henry might be back for like the last week of the year the regular season aj brown is coming back this team is going to get some reinforcements here. And I like the Colts too. I like the Colts at plus 800. I think right now the Colts are the better team. I think the Titans are the better bet at plus 1,000 because I think by the time the playoffs roll around, this team will be way closer to 100%. All right, Jeff, we got about two minutes left. I want to get to a
2: couple things with you. Here, so we got to motor through. Tonight's game 49ers, three and a half point favorites over the Titans, total 45.5. How you see this one playing out?
4: I'm taking the Titans here. I think you just go the Titans money line. I mentioned teams after the loss. Titans 11 and five under Mike Vrabel since 2009 after a loss straight up. I think there's value on the Titans plus one for it. I think they're getting discounted here. I think their defense has been playing a lot better than people realize.
2: You got some interesting props for tonight. Speaking of which, with the 49ers quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, this team has been really good when he doesn't turn the ball over, but because you're on Titans money line, you
4: think that he might turn it over here. Why don't you let the folks know why? Absolutely, man. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has never gone more than two games in his career without throwing an interception. And I mean, guess what? He's <laughs> headed into this game two games without an interception. You're getting plus 115 for Jimmy Garoppolo to throw an interception. I think whenever you're getting plus money on Jimmy G to do that, you take it. Titans 13 interceptions on the year. They're good at turning the ball over. They got seven interceptions, seven home games, uh, and they're getting pressure. And when teams get pressure, quarterbacks make mistakes. I think that's a really good bet there at plus
2: 115. All right, got about 30 seconds left. What other props are you on here for tonight's game between the Titans and
4: Niners? Yeah, I'll give you my, my big play here with, with Donta Foreman, you go under the player parlay section under the DraftKings sports. You can get Donta Foreman to go for over a hundred yards and to score a touchdown, a plus 1300. The last time I checked Foreman, you know, averaged over four, 4.8 yards per carry in two of his last three games, averaging 18 carries. He's really been the dominant early down running back. And if, my prediction is correct. Tennessee gets a little lead here. You're going to see him push for 18 plus carries again. He proved it last week against 10, uh, Pittsburgh, excuse me. He can produce, uh, I think, that plus 1300. There's value there. 13 to 1. I like it. It's spicy.
2: He is Jeff Ulrich, the NFL betting analyst for DraftKings. Jeff, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and best of luck to you tonight.
4: Absolutely. Happy holidays. Thanks a lot for having me on.
2: All right. How about that? 13 to 1 on Deontay Foreman. 100 plus rushing yards and to score a touchdown. All right, on the other side, it is the final segment of My Guys in the Desert. So we're bringing the head honcho, the owner of the Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens, of course, his VP of Operations, Mike Palm, will join us in studio. You're watching VCNB Sports Betting Now.
4: eyes of the desert with Stormy Bon Antonio on Vsin the
1: sports betting network
2: Save 50% off of all VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is the final segment of My Guys in the Desert coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. I have the owner, Derek Stevens and the VP of Operations, Mike Palm, coming up here just in a matter of moments. But first, we want to issue off some words of encouragement, and we want some folks in the National Football League to be better. Let's go. Let's go. Three people that need to be better, and actually for this first one, it's a team that needs to be better, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. Be better, Cardinals. You've lost two straight games, one in embarrassing fashion to the Detroit Lions just this past Sunday, starting to look like they're in danger of losing the NFC West to the LA Rams. So show me something, Cliff Kingsbury. Show me something, Kyler Murray. This team faltered down the stretch last year. Now they're in a pick-em game pretty much against the Colts at home on Saturday night. So win that game to avoid that epic collapse that you suffered a year ago. So Cardinals, be better. The number two one might shock some folks, you typically don't have this message for an individual as decorated as one Tom Brady, but Brady, be better, all right? Because right now, this Buccaneers team is in shambles. Brady coming off of his worst performance of the season. Last Sunday night, 214 yards and interception. He was shut out for the first time since 2006, and now his skill guys are hurt. You have no Chris Godwin for the rest of the year. Leonard Fournette is out for the rest of the regular season. Possibly no Mike Evans on Sunday. They need Tom Brady to be better in order to cover that 10-point spread against the Carolina Panthers. So Tom Brady, be better. And my third one, it's a unique one, not a player, not a coach, not a team, this one goes out to NFL awards voters be better. Please. I have a message for you guys because specifically when it comes to offensive rookie of the year. So last night we saw four rookies named to the Pro Bowl. Jamar Chase, Rashawn Slater, Micah Parsons and Kyle Pitts. One name that was missing. Well, it's the name that's on the top of the odds board for the offensive rookie of the year in Mac Jones. And the reason why Mac Jones is minus 700 at DraftKings to win that award is because the betting market is on to you guys as voters you guys favor. These quarterbacks so much in these season awards. How about you think outside the box? Maybe go with Chase, maybe go with Pitts, or how about you go with Rashawn Slater, who looks like one of the best left tackles in the league as a rookie? Those guys have already proven to be great players as they made the Pro Bowl in year one. The favorite Mac Jones, nowhere close to the Pro Bowl. So, voters, be better, think outside the box. It's not all about the quarterbacks. All right, I'm done ranting with Be Better. So now I should welcome in our guest. Starting on the end of the table, the owner of the Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens. And, of course, in between us is the VP of Operations, Mike Palm, who also is the co-host of Odds On Here weekdays at VEASAN. Gentlemen, first time we've ever done this in studio. We've always been remote talking on Sunday's NFL season, so it's nice to finally meet you, Derek Stevens. I've met you, Mike Palm, before, but Derek Stevens is the first time we've ever met.
0: Yeah, great to see you, Femi, in the Circa VEASAN
2: studio. I love it. It's absolutely, we're fired up here on this Thursday. and I want to get to Circa Million to start off here. Obviously, last week was pretty crazy with all the postponements for the games. Two games on Tuesday, then you have the afternoon game on Monday between the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. What's the latest, Mike, with the Circa Millions contest?
1: Yeah, you know, and remember this week with uh, with the Saturday games, if you want to use either tonight's game or the Packers game mm-hmm. on Saturday, they got to go before kick, you know, preceding that deadline. Uh, for your five picks at 3 o'clock Pacific on Saturdays. Hannibal Barca <laughs> continues to get space from the rest <laughs> of the field, right? Hitting 55-20 and his first entry wow. in first place, 54-21 and his second entry. Third place is uh, Taco the Town at 52-22-1, and, and then a four-way tie at 52-23 and 23 for fourth. So Barca's got a little breathing room. It's going to be interesting. At what point does he start separating those entries, right? He's been going... Mm-hmm five common picks five common picks does he wait till the second to last week does he wait till the last week what's his game theory as far as the quarter goes and remember the last quarter is five weeks long two weeks into it six entries 10 and 0 Ooh. 72 entries 9 and 1 i mean pretty tough going and on the opposite side of it um there're five entries that are actually 0 and 10 uh chasing that fourth quarter booby that prize. That booby prize there. I mean, it's equally as impressive to go 10 and 0 as it is to go 0 and 10
2: against the spread in the National Football League. Derek, Circus Survivor, we were talking about it in the break here. It's getting interesting. 16 entrants left here in this Survivor. Christmas week though, it's it's two games. It's two weeks in one essentially. Just what are you guys seeing right now in terms of any, hearing anything of how these guys might attack these things, what, what's, good, what's the latest with the uh,
0: circus survivor? Yeah, I mean, this is, the, this is the, uh, the, basically the five, six days you have to set the whole season up for, you know? So with the 16 remaining entrants, eight have Green Bay eligible, Okay, which means eight entries do not. Out of the eight entries that do not have Green Bay eligible, four of those eight do not have San Francisco available. Ooh. So there's no question. We're gonna see at least three teams selected on this uh Thursday Saturday uh, Christmas week. and you could argue you may see four teams. there's a lot of strategy to be played out here, but this is how you have to set up uh, set up the whole season. I'm I, I obviously think that the the teams that set themselves up that have Green Bay uh remaining mm-hmm. um, are obviously in the best spot now. back in August we thought you, you had to you had to keep Arizona mm-hmm. and I think Arizona's going to be in the mix. Um, Clearly, San Francisco is going to be the mix. Um, Green Bay is going to be the most selected, we would think. But I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody put Tennessee in there tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what you outlining it right there. I doubt how many people would have Tennessee. Obviously, they're three-point dogs or three-and-a-half-point dogs. So it'd be a pretty significant upset if they're able to advance with the Titans tonight.
0: One of the the interesting things are, if you happen to be um, one of the eight entrants that has Green Bay, you actually have a hedge opportunity tonight. If you know you're taking Green Bay on Saturday, you actually have a hedge opportunity by betting San Francisco money line tonight, hoping that you lose that play because your intrinsic value on your ticket would mm-hmm. clearly go up. I think we're at like three hundred and sixty thousand or something like that. Uh, Mike, what was the number this yeah. morning? Somewhere in that. But if you knock out if four. 49ers get knocked out today, which could happen. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, your intrinsic value, you know, gets closer to uh, half a
1: million. It's a little harder though that hedge because you do, you don't know you're not going right. to know that number of yeah. how many and how many might have actually taken the Tennessee niners. as well. You know, right. you're, you're 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 betting it the other way. I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I think Femi, I will be shocked if they all eight don't use. Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. But then of those other three, because nobody has the Colts, of those other three, the two tonight in Arizona, how is that going to break out? I, I lean that Arizona might be the next most common selection, even, so? even though they're going to go off as a dog in this game. We already see the Colts favored here at Circa by one.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of people have indicated that it's almost like the reverse of what we saw last Saturday, with it being a great spot for the Colts. Now they think that it's a great spot for the Cardinals, obviously with Indianapolis coming off the big win over New England. So that's some fascinating stuff here. Hey, Femi, to- I
0: do want to I do want to reach out to uh, all sixteen entrants. We want we want to uh, let you all know. Please reach out to uh, Mike Palm. Please reach out to yourself, Bill Eighty. Uh, we'd love to have you all on Veasan. If some of you want to get on Veasan, we would love to have you. We we had one one of the contestants that reached out to Bill last sunday and he's interested in coming on but we'd like to hear the story so for anybody that's uh one of the remaining 16 if you're interested in uh getting a little media exposure come on come on in now i also understand if you don't i fully get that you don't want to <laughs> jinx anything you yeah. don't you don't want to you don't want to uh, you don't want to change the routine uh, in any manner but uh we wanted to throw that out to you because uh you know all 16 of you ought to be celebrated to make it this far this is a uh, pretty amazing feat
1: and a little psa for me. uh if you don't use the game tonight in Survivor, you have till 10, uh, 10 o'clock Friday night Pacific, one a.m. Saturday Eastern. If you're picking one of those two Christmas Day games, mm-hmm. then if you survive in your app at midnight Saturday, come Sunday, you'll be able to. It'll list the Survivor entries for Sunday and Monday, and you have to get them in by nine a.m. Pacific. That's this is the one weird deadline weekend. Yeah. it's absolutely uh, impressive the people who have just reached this point. And whoever
2: is still standing after these kind of the double up that you just outlined right there, it's going to be just, I mean, I I say it every week, but hat tip to those people here. Now, we got about a minute left here. I want to ask you guys just about tonight's game, the Titans and the 49ers. What are you guys seeing in terms of handle? Obviously, it's going to be a pretty big bet game. It's an NFL Island game with Tennessee three and a half point
1: dogs, total of 45
0: and a half. It's all coming in 49ers. I mean, we're going to need the dog. We're going to need the home dog tonight.
1: And we're gonna need the under. It's 49ers and over. we' they moved up from 44 and a half to 45 and a half, and back to three and a half now. So you know, dog, dog in the under for us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what, do you guys have a play on this game? Anything? Oh. Uh.
1: I agree with the line move
2: on the over. I think there's going to be points to that. You think there'll be points? Mm -hmm. Yeah. AJ Brown is expected to be back. Julio Jones is playing for Tennessee. Of course, the offensive line issues that they have there for the Titans. So could get tricky for their offense. All right. We're out of time here. It's always so much fun to have you guys in. The time flies. So appreciate you guys for joining us here on My Guys in the Desert. Is the Circa Resort and Casino owner, Derek Stevens on the far end. And, of course, his VP of Operations, Mike Palm. And the co-host of Odds On, which you can see weekdays here at and Also, thank you to Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings NFL analyst, and thank you to Adam Burke, VESAN sports betting analyst, joining us to talk all things NFL and college football. Wishing you guys the best of luck. Join us again tomorrow, Christmas Eve. Got more bowl games, and of course, looking into the weekend that is the National Football League. All right, coming up next, it's Rush Hour with Danny Burke here on VESAN, the sports betting network.